Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast that explores the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with artists, creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. As creatives, there's always something new to learn, and occasionally learning opportunities can be found in unexpected places. Michael Eastern is a commercial photographer, educator, and fine art photographer who's here to share a recent experience engaging with an email scammer. There's so much to learn about clear communication, negotiation strategy, and paying attention to the fine details from this exchange between Michael and the scammer. We also talk about his transition from commercial photography to fine art photography, including websites, identity, and mindset. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 607. Michael, welcome back to Getting Work to Work. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. Yes, same here, Chris. And I, I hope at the end of this little episode, we both still feel the same way. <laughs> I don't see why we wouldn't. Well, I don't either. But you know, these are strange times. So I don't take <laughs> anything for granted anymore. <laughs> How could you? How could you? Yes, really. Well, what I love about you, Michael, is that uh, you always come bearing gifts of wisdom <laughs> and insight. So before we dive into your latest present to the Getting Work to Work podcast, uh, who are you and what do you do currently? Who am I? I'm Michael E. Stern. That's a lowercase middle E. It's not a typo, even when you say it. Uh, I'm sort of a one foot in the retirement bucket, commercial photographer, filmmaker, writer, educator. And I live down in Southern California, and I've had a 43-year career, and I'm currently putting a lot of energy into my fine art work and trying to get that going finally. I've been doing it for 30 years, but have never shown it, and it's now time for that to happen. So I'm fading away from commercial work and moving more into personal fine art, which is itself a whole nother business to develop, but I'm right. game. Yeah. Well, and it's such a huge shift too, in terms of, you know, you've developed all this skill to serve clients and, you know, what is the comparison when it comes to fine art? Well, I have to serve myself and, uh, get into the minds of collectors that this guy is worth seriously looking at. And I have cultivated, uh, one particular curator a uh, gallery owner who is very well connected in Southern California. And she's seen the work and she's shown it once mm -hmm. already in her gallery oh, as cool. part of a group show. And she wants to see more. And now I've just been futzing around trying to get all the rest of the stuff together. I have all the work spread across 30 different hard drives from over <laughs> the years. So yeah. I've been plugging them in and copying them over to one centralized folder finally where it's mm -hmm. all in one place and I can look at it and evaluate it. So that's taking up a lot of time. Is it challenging to make this shift? Oh, yes. It's uh, because it's going to take a while to build up a head of steam. Mm -hmm. And you're dealing with consumers as opposed to companies. Mm -hmm. And it's a different dialogue. If it's, it's a different attitude, it's a different show. I got to shine the penny a little differently. I have to redo the website or, or, or get another website. I actually, I'm getting another website and I'm trying to use Adobe portfolio and it oh, is cool. not intuitive at all. 
an Adobe product not intuitive? Yeah, can you believe that? I can't and believe it, that. It's free with my Creative Cloud subscription, and it still sucks. So uh, <laughs> customer service is not that great. Uh, so it's a little frustrating. Right. But it's a it's starting a new business from scratch, mm -hmm. but I am taking my skill set, and we'll see what happens. I got nothing to lose but my mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Adobe products will do that, too. Well, you know, listen, they make great stuff, but this, yes. this portfolio, the template thing, it's just not intuitive in how you build pages. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but it's really ridiculous how difficult it is for me. But, you know, you do your best. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Yeah. What about like the identity piece of it? Because like, I'm sure your identity was built as a commercial photographer. Right. Is it, is it tough to now say that you're going to be a fine art photographer? Oh my God, you're making me think here. Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm just putting the pieces together. You know, there is a particular set of pictures I'm doing that are very easy to identify, but how to identify me? Yeah. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. You know, uh -oh. you should do a podcast. That's a pretty good question. <laughs> well, I only ask because it's like, you know, as creative people, we often throw our identity fully into the things that we create. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I hadn't really thought of it. You know, as a commercial guy, mm -hmm. I'm a commercial photographer. I'm a time-lapse expert. I shoot live action video. I'll edit existing assets. I do photo restoration. Those are easy tags to come up with mm -hmm. because they have a definitive quality to them that people can understand. But now you're talking about Michael Stern, fine art photographer. What the hell <laughs> right. does that mean? It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. What, so, do you take pictures of nude people or something? Yeah. I mean, I have, but I got <laughs> tired of it. It's, you know, you've seen one, you've seen a hundred. Uh, so that, that got old. You know, it's funny. When I was working on job sites doing uh, construction photography, and I, I would tell these guys that, you know, I used to shoot, you know, erotic nudes and, you know, mm -hmm. And, and they're like, well, why'd you quit that? I said, I find you guys a lot more interesting. I mean, once you see a naked body, you've seen a hundred. And they're like, oh, you're one of them, are you? I mean, it would just, <laughs> they, they would just back off. They could not understand how I could right. go from shooting, you know, beautiful naked bodies to, you know, fat guys with missing <laughs> teeth and, you know, bad breath on a construction site. It's like, I think that's a more interesting subject. Mm -hmm. But they, that freaked them out. Wow. How funny. Yeah. We're just plumbing the depths of your psyche today. I'm getting work to work. I, I'm feeling so much worse now. Thank you. I better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm feeling much better. So here's why I called you. Please. Being a creative person, you're always looking to, to develop your skill set, whether it's the actual work that you do or how you conduct yourself, how you mm -hmm. speak, how you write, how you respond, how you negotiate. You're always practicing all of these things. So one of my, I would have been a great judge or a sheriff. I like <laughs> to follow rules. I like to keep people in line. It's just in my DNA. So when I get a scam email, I start to salivate because I, I'm going to play with these guys and I'm going to beat <laughs> them at their own game. So I had an incident that started on the uh, 18th of March. I got an inquiry from the contact us button on my website. And what immediately sent the alarm bells up was they want to hire me to shoot event photography. Hmm. 
Now, if you've been to my website, there's nothing remotely even close to event photography on my website. <laughs> right. I mean, if you were blind, you could see there's nothing on my website about event photography. I, and I don't mean to offend anybody that cannot see. I'm just trying to make a point here. It's obvious from the jump that this was a scam. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play. And I'd like to read the exchanges. I'm going to keep some of the names out of it because, you know, your podcast is so widely listened to. If this person hears it, they could come after me. And I, <laughs> I, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to protect my family at all costs. You understand? I understand. So the first, the first inquiry, hi, my name is XX from this company and I need, my organization is need of photo services. Let me know if your company offers anniversary event photography. And it gives me dates, April 7th, April 8th, April 9th, from one to 4 PM, there's 30 people. Okay. So I know right away that's odd, but especially an event assignment is not in, in my wheelhouse. So I write back the next day or the same day, hey, thanks for your inquiry. Would you provide some additional info such as how would you like the job delivered? Files only, prints, prints and files, prints on site for the attendees, prints on site for attendees and files after the fact. Where's the location? What budget are you working with? As soon as I hear back, I'll give you some numbers. So I'm already now laying out, you know, information and seeing what he comes back with. Brilliant. They're desperate to scam you. Mm -hmm. So I am playing him out and making it seem like I'm legitimately interested. Because at this point, he thinks that I think he's legit. Right. And I already know he's not. <laughs> now, his email is goes to a well-known company out here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. So I'm emailing back to this email for this company and I look up the company and they're legit. So now I'm a little confused. Maybe this is legit. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to that in a couple of emails, how, okay. how I got tricked by that. Cause I did miss that. So he writes back, thanks for your quick reply. We want prints and files where the anniversary event will be held in Sun Valley. So he's giving me a location, but mm -hmm. not an address. Mm -hmm. So we want to assure you the payment will go through wire transfer or cashier's check. He's telling me he wants me to handle everything about the project and the party will be from one to four on these three dates. And we want it to be intimate and family-like and we'll make the upfront payment to secure the dates through wire transfer or cashier's check. And do you require a deposit or full amount? And then here's his one of his mistakes. Once availability is confirmed by you, we'll send you the money. Mm. How am I going to confirm the availability when I don't even know where it is? So, <laughs> right. so there are some mistakes being made. But we know, and it says here, we believe you can bring a level of service that surpasses anything we have seen already. Mm. Oh, this is getting good. It is. So I'm thinking, I know it's going to be a fake check, so I might as well just give them a really big number because I got nothing to lose, right? This is going right. to be fun. So I write back the next day, you know, you got to leave, got to keep them waiting. You got to think about it a bit. You can't mm -hmm. just give them a number right away. Based on your response to my charge for an event like this, my specialty is $6,500 with a deposit of $3,780 due as soon as possible to secure my services. Thank you. 
So that's that's what I that's what I respond. Right. Now he responds, we are okay with the total quote. However, our mode of payment is via wire transfer or cashier's check. Kind of get back to us with your info and we'll send the payment to you. Great. Mm-hmm. I say, and so now here's where I start to play with them. Okay. Right. So you can do Zelle or PayPal for my wire transfer? <laughs> because because if I get them to do that, of course, the money is mine mm-hmm. and there's no way that they're going to get it back. Right. But he wants to pay me with a check. Mm-hmm. So he writes back, we can only pay through cashier's check or wire. If you're okay with that, kindly provide the details to secure the dates. Mm-hmm. So I send him my address mm-hmm. and I say, make out the check to my name, please. And then I write, thanks so much. Super excited. <laughs> he writes back you know confirm your name which i do okay so then i get this email about uh three days later and now it's this is april 4th now and the event oh, is wow. on the 7th right yeah how are you doing today here's your tracking number via usps.com and it gives me the tracking number also there was a mix-up now here's where here's where most people get stuck also, there was a mix-up in the payment sent to you. We were supposed to send you two separate payments, one for you and the other for our agent that would pick up our guests. But unfortunately, the whole sum of these two payments was issued on one cashier's check in your name and sent to you. Mm. We tried to correct this, but it was in vain, and we were asked to resolve the problem ourselves. It would have to go through a very long process to change this error. Please, we don't know what to do. Our agent advised us to contact you since the check is issued in your name and you should be able to help. Oh. We would like to proceed with the deposit at an ATM machine or mobile app once you receive the payment check today and get back to me with a picture of the deposit confirmation slip. As soon as it clears into your account, you are to keep your full payment and remit the balance to our agent. Mm. So they made a mistake. They can't fix it, even though he's an executive in this company and they want a confirmation of the deposit slip. And, you know, these days the check looks so good. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, quite a while before it uh, clears. Right. So uh, let me see. What's the next one? (laughs) Okay. So then he, then he writes the next morning. Good morning. It would I would like to inform you that the payment check is delivered to you. Kindly proceed with the deposit via ATM machine or mobile app and send me the confirmation deposit slip. So really telling me what to do, you know, mm-hmm. giving me step by step because that's part of the way they operate. Right. And so I write back, "Good morning. What is the name of your agent?" And mm-hmm. he writes back, "Have you cashed the check now so that I can forward the agent info to you?" And I said, and I so I write back, "Check deposited." bank holding as per their policy. But I have a question for you. Why did the check originate from File Sharpening Company in Ohio? I thought this was a local gig. Please clarify. I am confused. So now I'm starting to pretend like I'm a little bit of a dummy. Right. Because <laughs> the, the return Because you did was, receive a check, right? I oh Well, it gets better. I received oh. two checks. <laughs> he's he's scamming two people simultaneously and sent oh, wow. me the check to the other photographer to me accidentally. So I got two separate packages. Oh, wow. And and, and this other guy is a photographer in Dallas. Mm. So this is really getting juicy right now. What right. I had what I had done is both checks were written against 
two different credit unions in North Carolina. So the check is not coming from a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America. They're coming from some obscure credit unions in North Carolina. The hmm. checks look good. They got the anti-fraud stuff, the little silver foil wrapping, you know, imprint on them. But they're slightly not squared up on the check itself. Hmm. There's a little, the framing is a little bit off. The border is a little crooked. Mm-hmm. So of course, I look at the, I look up these credit unions, and they're legit. So I call them, each of them. <laughs> And the numbers on the check are correct in terms of routing number. Mm-hmm. But one of them says, nah, it's a fraudulent check. It's bad. You shouldn't cash it. I said, I know it was bad. I just wanted to double check. The other credit union I called said, oh, you got this check from so-and-so, right? Yeah, for the last six weeks, we've been getting this call from people. Mm-hmm. So it's a bad check. So I knew it was bad, but I just wanted to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. So... When I asked him about the file sharpening company in Ohio, what company is that? He writes back, this blonder, and he meant blunder, but he wrote blonder. <laughs> this blonder mistake was made by our branch office accounting department and it has been causing a lot of problem here. I'm reading it exactly as he wrote it. The, the, mm-hmm. ver- the, you know, the, the grammar is incorrect. The mix-up, we're supposed to send two separate payments one for you and the other for our agent that would pick up our guests. But unfortunately, the whole sum of these payments were issued on one cashier's check and your name is sent to you. Our agent advised us to contact you. Since the check is issued in your name, you should be able to help. Can you confirm from your bank when the funds will be available so that I can forward our agent Zell Info to send their money? So he's basically repeating the previous email. Right. So I say, the funds will be available on the 8th or the 11th, depending on how fast my bank is. In the meantime, what is the address of the venue, please? So this is now April 5th, two days right. before the event begins, right? <laughs> so now it's now we start getting uh, we start getting into the weeds here. Okay, mm-hmm. so now he writes back the same afternoon. Good morning. I was told by our management this morning that the anniversary date is shifted to April 14th to 16th. So by me saying that the check would not clear until after the event begins, that I was not going to be available. Mm -hmm. So he pivots. Good morning. I was told by our management this morning that the anniversary date is shifted to 14th to the 16th. Here's the reason. This one's a beaut. I had I laughed at this one. There is a tree in front that we wanted to remove at the venue, and we were told that the tree removal service said they will be coming on 8th of April. So that is why we postponed it till April 14th to 16th. We are deeply sorry for this. So this guy is so desperate to hook me. He thinks yeah. I'm an idiot. Right. And he's changing things to make it seem like it's legit. Like what venue is going to remove a tree just because you don't like it there? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I write. So now, now I want to unwind because now I want to let him down gently because I don't really want any trouble. But I'm now done playing. So now I'm beginning my exit strategy. So this is the still still the same day. So we're at April sixth. Oh, I don't. So I write to him. Oh, I don't know if I can do those dates. I'll have to check. In the meantime, who is Mike Lawler in Texas? Thanks. <laughs> I'm still excited. So he writes back. Please check the dates and get back to me. And also, I don't know Mike Lawler, but I will confirm from our management, but hope no problem. So maybe he realizes 
that there's a mistake or maybe someone else sends the check on his behalf and he doesn't know. Right. So, oh my gosh, I, I, I write back to him. Well, it seems that I cannot do the 15th. I'm so sorry. Since the check <laughs> has been deposited already, I'll have to issue you a refund check. Will this be okay? Or do you, uh, or do you hundred percent refund or do you want a hundred percent refund and pick someone else? I, I actually wrote uh, it poorly myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm basically saying I can't do the 15th and I'll issue a hundred percent refund check. Mm-hmm. Now he writes back the same day, just like 40 minutes later. Oh, we understand and we'll be happy if you can make the refund through Zelle. And if that can be possible, I will forward the Zelle info to you now and make the refund so we can make arrangements with other people to handle the work for us. Mm -hmm. I will look forward to hearing back from you. And the whole time I'm emailing to this company. But what I don't realize, so now I call the company. And he put an extra letter in the email address that I didn't see. Oh. And so he hijacked it. But when looking at it, you wouldn't know. So I called the, the a company. But, oh, yes, we've been dealing with that. So are you doing delivery of trucks or photography? And I huh. told this lady at the company, well, I'm doing the photography. Oh, yeah, we've been getting those calls. This guy, we've been chasing him. We think he's in Africa. We're not sure. Uh, we've sent information to the FBI. It's really annoying, but this is a complete and false uh, thing. And if you look at the email address, he added an extra letter because the name is a legitimate person that works at the company, but the email address was wrong. So now, now I really got this guy. I I'm, I'm hanging him by his own petard and now I have a little bit more ammo. Yeah. So he wants me to pay through Zelle. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is I got to get a mailing address from this idiot and send it to this company. (laughs) Yeah. So I write back, no Zelle. I prefer to pay with a check, please. Where shall I send it and who would I make it out to? Thanks for your understanding. (laughs) He writes back, okay, I will send the name and address you will send the check to. Please, we will need your assistance because we found a new photographer and they said we should deposit an amount of $1,000 through Zelle. So we will appreciate if you can do that first so we can secure the dates with the photographer and the rest of the money you will issue the check and send it to the info I will send afterwards. Hmm. So he issued a check for almost $10,000 and wanted me to send 4,000 back because it was overpayment. So now, cause that was the original amount, right? 6,500 plus what he mm-hmm. sent. So now he's like, okay, I'll just take a thousand dollars and lick my wounds. <laughs> well, of course, if you're a company and you made a mistake, you just issue another check from your account. You don't ask right. the guy you, you know, so the guy really is, is now getting desperate. So I write back, I'm sorry for the delay. I was checking with my bank. They have released the funds to my account. So why don't I save you the trouble and send the deposit to your other photographer and send the rest, rest to your corporate accounting office in Westlake village. No problem on my end. I can do this this morning. Okay. (laughs) He writes back 10 minutes later. Thank you very much for saving my time. And I would be very glad if you can write the whole sum or if you can split it into two places. One will go through Zelle to the photographer and the rest to our office. I look forward to hearing back from you. Mm. So I write back 10 minutes later. I guess we're at a standstill. I'm sending a check for the full amount to the office this morning and we're done then. Hope this is okay with you. Too much back and forth. So now (laughs) I'm showing a little irritation. Right. So he writes back, 
15 minutes later. Okay, in my next email, I will forward the name to write the check with the address. Thanks. Mm. So he sends me the address. Ooh. I got him to some address in Colorado. Mm. But it's copied to something that says account at pizzabrentwood.com. <laughs> I don't think he meant to send that to me. Right. Or he did. <laughs> or he did. So here's the information below. Also, no, he, I'm sorry, he did do it deliberately. My bad. It says, also, I have included our accounting email address with this as well. Thanks. Wow. Kindly mail it overnight delivery. And don't forget to snap the check and send it to us with the tracking number receipt. Thanks. So I write back, what is account at pizzabrentwood.com? I'm not mailing it to your corporate office. Please care clarify. By the way, check is being written by my accountant now. So now <laughs> I'm asking for information, but like teasing him. The check's right. being written. So he goes, I CC'd our DBA accounting department, and that is the email address. And once the check is mailed out, kindly send me a copy of the check with the tracking number and receipt. Thanks. So it's a DBA accounting department doing business as pizza at Brentwood from this company, which, <laughs> you know. That's the perfect DBA for accounting. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so uh, he, so that is. Uh, April 7th at 9.57. And so at an hour later, he writes, we are still waiting for the tracking number receipt and the check copy mailed out. Thanks. And I write back uh, about 20 minutes later. I have not heard from my accountant. Maybe something happened to her. I'll check and get back to you as soon as possible. Mm. So now I'm, you know, I'm like a cat with a mouse by the tail. <laughs> right. The tides have writes, shifted. Yes. Yeah. So now I got him on the run. So now he, he writes back five minutes later. Okay. I'll be looking forward to hearing back from you. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's get to the next one. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So now I write back, uh, about an hour later. Oh, and this is, I was telling my wife this and she goes, you're just an awful person deep down. <laughs> I said, yes, but you married me. She goes, don't remind me. <laughs> So, so I write to him, sorry, but I have some news that will delay payment. My accountant works from home as she has a new baby. Apparently it had an accident on her computer laptop and damaged the keyboard and she cannot print the check right now. I must use a check for bookkeeping purposes or she won't work for me. Sorry about this. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> so he writes back, uh, he writes back, uh, about 15 minutes later. But remember, he says, Michael, but remember, we don't have enough time because we have to pay the other photographer as soon as possible. Can you please get another check and send it now, please? Because we are running out of time. So now he's mm. getting desperate. And yeah. I am just got an ear to ear grin, grin right? <laughs> so he writes back about an hour and a half later. Michael, what is really going on? Can you tell me if the check is in the mail by now? And so I write back about an hour later, because I'm letting him sweat it, right? Right. You don't, yeah. you don't want to respond right away. You want to let him just like, what did I get myself into? I hate my life or whatever he's going mm -hmm. through. Or she, I mean, it could be a woman for crying out loud. It could be anybody. Yeah. So now I write back, my accountant got the check printed, 
and then called the bank to confirm the amount, which is our normal process when issuing refunds. I put that in parentheses Mm -hmm. and was told the check had been put back on hold by the branch manager. They're closed now. So I have to wait until morning to get an understanding of what the issue is. Stay tuned. Sorry for this unfortunate issue, but we'll get it all sorted out soon. (laughs) So I am really screwing this guy into the ground. Right. So uh, finally, about an hour later, he writes, Michael, what is really going on with you? Just come up with different stories and what? I can't believe all this is you, you keep saying all this. We need our money back, please, because we have to pay our photographer and the agent that will pick up the guests to the venue. Please stop all this drama and please get me our money back to us as soon as possible. <laughs> so this, I mean, it, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I just, yeah. so now I bring the sword of Damocles that has been hanging over his head. For those of you who don't know the reference, look it up, the Sword of Damocles. I have now, the sword has now dropped and went right through his heart. I write back, uh, I write back uh, 29 minutes later. You're right, and I apologize. My wife came up with the perfect solution. Since the check has not been deposited because it's on a hold again, I'll have the bank shred it tomorrow and kill the deposit. This way you don't have to pay a stop payment fee on the check the funds are still in your account to use. Problem solved at last. You're welcome and sorry for this hassle, but we all got, got it all sorted out now, don't we? Good luck with your shoot and new photographer. <laughs> so that's and what how was it the ended. response. No, no respo- response. There, no response. No, I think at that point he either realized he'd been had or <laughs> what can he say? What can he right. say? If it's, if it's legitimate, what I'm doing is the right answer. And mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I wrote the email about the baby having an accident on the laptop and the whole, my wife said you're going to get him so pissed off and you gave him our address. <laughs> I went and and of course she's right on both counts. Mm-hmm. So I thought I what I really wanted to do was tell this guy what an idiot he was and and in the past when some of these scammers have tried their thing on me. You know, they CC and there's like 15 other people on there. Right. They don't even pay attention to what they're doing. And so I have offered to several scammers, hey, I know you're a scam. It was obvious from the first email. But if you want to send me $500, I'll tell you what you did wrong so you won't make this mistake again. (laughs) You're too kind. You're too kind. Well, I should have charged more. You're right. But 500, I thought was a deal. Uh, But, but, you know, in this day and age, you don't know what somebody is going to do. Mm-hmm. So I did really listen to my wife and decided I've wound this guy up and I wanted to pop him, but I really just need to unwind him slowly so he doesn't get the fact that he's the one that's been had right. and and make him still think like I'm a bit of an idiot, but I solved the problem and I'm not worth screwing around with anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was really the goal with my emails to wind him up and I was really going to slam him. But then I realized there's a danger aspect to that. So how can I unwind this and not have him be any the wiser, even though I would love to tell him you're an idiot. (laughs) Right. I really couldn't do that because I did have to think about safety. Yeah. So this exercise in dragging him through the mud and then letting him down slowly. It was me paying attention to what he was saying, reading 
the words, knowing that English was not his first language. Mm -hmm. And how can I keep him going and get him all wound up? There was a fella who did a uh, TED talk about a similar scam. Uh, and I can't remember his name, but it's hysterical that this guy wanted him to open up a new bank account. And the guy kept oh, asking, wow. do I get a free toaster? Do I get a toaster with a new bank account? You know, just, just really jerking this guy around. It's a hysterical Ted talk. He's done it a series of them. If I can get the name, I'll send it to you for your, Perfect. For your blog post. But I, I always wanted to do that. And, and this guy, it was just, I'm a little bored right now. So I thought, <laughs> let's go for it. So I did send the address. I sent this whole email chain when I, I called the company back up. That was the, the company that was the front for this guy scam that, that they've been right. fed up with it. Yeah. And I said, I have some information. I have an address. I'd love to send it to, you know, your CEO or somebody. And uh, so she gave me the name of their head of security mm -hmm. and I forward all the information to this woman. And she wrote back a day later, thanking me. Mm -hmm. for, and she forwarded the information to the FBI because they've been working with them. And maybe they'll catch this person in, in, in this other state whose address that he provided. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, when the guy gave me the address, he was still legitimately thinking that he was going to get money. Mm -hmm. So odds are that was a, that was a good address. Yeah. But I, I'm no psychological profiler. Well, I am. I'm a commercial <laughs> photographer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, sizing up customers and all. So, right. As funny as this is, it really was an exercise. I, I kept dribbling and drabbling out information. It was like a negotiation. Don't mm -hmm. give them all the information at once. Make them come back to you. Right. And it's really a good lesson in negotiating. Yeah. Not, One of, not to get desperate. Not to get desperate. And one of my biggest problems was early in my career is I wanted to give the person all the information on the first reply so we didn't have to go back and forth. Right. But that backfired because they got all the information they needed from me. So if they didn't like the number, they just moved on. Mm -hmm. And this was an exercise in slowly squeezing the toothpaste out of the tube, just giving them <laughs> enough to come back. Yeah. <laughs> And that was what I wanted to bring across to your people. Yeah. Well, I think it's a powerful story too, not only of, you know, not how to not get scammed, but also the power of writing, the power of clear yeah, communication. Exactly. That exactly. That was the goal. Be clear. And and you know, now in in some cases, I had the advantage because I knew this bozo was desperate. Mm -hmm. was desperate to get over on me. And so I used that, that desperation and that anxiousness against him. What was the clue to desperation? When he decided that he would just take a thousand dollars because at one point, let, let me just quickly, I'm just doing some math here. So he sent an overpayment of $4,472 on the fake check. Mm -hmm. And he was only asking for a thousand of it back. So he was ready. He was given up the ghost. He, he lowered his mm -hmm. sights and yeah. thought that that number was, was, you know, digestible for me. <laughs> uh, right. and, and so when you think about 
yourself as a creative working with a client, you are in essence the scammer, not that you're getting over on the client, but it's easy for you as the provider to reek of desperation Mm -hmm. in the way you speak on the phone or the way you word something. Yeah. Or the way you lower your price. Or or how quickly you do it or with such little resistance you lower it. Yeah. Yeah. So the client is always the person like me. I mean, they're holding all the cards, Mm -hmm. but not really. You hold some cards too if you understand the situation and go slow. I had a a thing just this weekend that there's a website called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. And are you active on that at all? I'm not. Well, I signed up as an expert, you know, photography, filmmaking, all that. And I get, you know, dozens of questions a day. Most of them are ridiculous. (laughs) But I I answered a question about how do you price a commercial photograph? And I answered that question in January of this year. And some young fella from Istanbul, Turkey, reached out to me privately. He he was searching for something. He came across my answer and he reached out to me over the weekend. Mm -hmm. He, a photograph that he did won first prize in a Sony international photography competition. Wow. And an advertising agency in Australia representing a national brand wants to license the picture for one years, one year, two years, or in perpetuity. And it's going to go on billboards, magazines, newspapers, social media, television, and product. Wow. So he didn't have any idea how to do the numbers. And so I walked him through it step by step. But I did say to him, you know, you can come back with a number. And I, and I told him, you know, 120000 to 150000 for a two-year license. And in perpetuity, wow. I wouldn't do that because yeah. they get to use that picture forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't give them third-party rights. Don't make it an exclusive license. It's not exclusive. You know, I gave him some numbers. But then I said, if you're uncomfortable asking for that, turn the tables on them and ask them for similar types of licensing arrangements with similar types of photography. What are you used to paying the photographer? And mm. put the ball back in their court. And mm. I said, if they don't answer, they're disrespecting you and want a lowball number. If they really want to work with you, they're going to give you a legitimate number that's going to be at least. $95,000 and up <laughs> right. a two year media buy for the entire country of Australia and New Zealand. Right. That's huge. So what did this guy do? Yeah, he did a, he did a Google search, uh, at get, no, he, 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 somebody, he asked somebody else who said, do a Google search at Getty. I did it. And I wouldn't ask for more than 30,000. I think it's too much to ask for more. Mm. And that's what this guy went with. He, 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 you know, we're exchanging this on Instagram Mm -hmm. and he goes, yeah, I went, I I asked him for 30,000 for one year, 45,000 for two years and 90,000 for in perpetuity. And I'm scratching my head. So I gave him step-by-step process and told him, here's how you come up with that valuation. Mm -hmm. But the numbers scared him. And so he went with some Yahoo who did a Google search at Getty and came up with a number, a fifth of the cost. Mm-hmm. And that made him more comfortable. And rather than allow himself to be pulled up, he put an artificial lid on his pricing. 
And, and this is the problem with creatives. They really don't know how to talk or understand the value of their work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, I said, ultimately, cause he, he said to me before he offered this 30,000, 90, he said, what do you think I should do? And I said, this <laughs> right. is what makes business difficult for creatives. I said, I cannot tell you what to do. You have to do the research and pick a number that allows you to have a restful night's sleep. That is the right number. I can't tell you what that is. Only you can tell you what that is. Yeah. And wow. he appreciated that. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to tell him, I think you left money on the table, but you know, the, the problem with this kind of environment for people who've never done this before is if they take a chance and ask for a big number and it fails, they're like a sea anemone. They just pull back in. They won't try it anymore. Right. And once you stop trying, you stop growing. And once you stop growing, you fail, mm-hmm. you start failing. And they don't understand that connection. Right. And I'm hoping, and also I told him, be sure to put in payment terms when you give a number that you get <laughs> the money up front before you release mm-hmm. download permissions, because you're not a bank. You're not going to finance them. They're doing a buy that's going to be millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They can afford to give you the money up front. And if they do payments, then you're going to add 10% for the payments because mm-hmm. you got to keep getting the money from them. And also make sure that the reprodu- the license does not get activated until all the money's owed you or paid in full. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to do that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with doing it afterwards we agree on the money, but now you want us to pay it all up front. Oh, we never pay up front. We only do in payments. Well, mm-hmm. now he's like, I don't want to lose the $30,000. Okay, okay. You can stream me along as long as you want. <laughs> That's not a negotiation. That's putting a big kick me sign all over your body. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here with you today to help people do better for themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I love that connection between scamming and negotiation. And, and I think, you know, to bring it back to what we started our conversation with heading into the fine art world, how are you going to use these beautiful communication skills to really build up your fine artwork? Well, I have a whole pitch and here it is. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, here's, here's the way that I found that I work the best, Chris, and that's a really great question. I have, I don't have an answer yet, but Mm -hmm. as I get my work together and get it organized into categories and, you know, select the keepers from the also rands, I'll start to be able to understand why I like this piece over that piece. Mm -hmm. And as, as I be able, as I'm able to self-articulate why I like this piece why this piece reflects the work of Carl Blossfeld and Irving Penn and why I think it belongs in the same conversation that will start to inform my pitch and how I talk about the work. Excellent. But I, I have to get clear on why I'm picking this picture and not this picture. Right. Cause that's really what sets you apart as the artist being able to not only decide, but to explain why. To explain why, and and here's the thing also, and this is something, my wife is a fine artist, mm-hmm. and she goes to, sh- you know, gets in shows, and she's going to a, what do you, it's not a retreat, but a residency. She's going to a residency back east this summer, and part of her thing is 
she does the art speak. She talks about her work, which is all a derivative of woman's reproductive power. Mm. And as a commercial photographer, commercial artist, I'm making a pitch. This is a way to brand your company. This is a way to get more, you know, it's all bullshit. You know, it's the art speak for commercial. So now I've got to change my mindset. I'm not selling something commercially. I'm taking something that's deeply personal to me. That means something to me. And, and my, the particular work I'm talking about is health. I have a, uh, I think we've talked about it before. I have a chronic health issue mm-hmm. and this work is a derivative of that or it came out of that as I processed my fate, mm-hmm. I've turned some of that angst into art. Mm-hmm. And so now connecting that together is going to become my art speak. It has to be legit. It has to be authentic. It has to be real, it has to be meaningful. And it's a little scary for me because it's so personal that the haters are going to hate. I'm going to get some blowback and it's going to be a little painful to read it, but that's the same rejection you get when someone says, we don't like your commercial work. Mm-hmm. You know, rejection is part of the deal. And I'm not going to worry about the rejection. I'm going to worry about doing it right for me. And the world either buys into it or doesn't. I can't control that. I can just only control how I put it out there and do it in as positive and authentic and thoughtful a way and go to sleep at night and rest well. Yeah. Just like you told the photographer from Istanbul. I did. You know, you, you've got to make a, a lot. One of my mentors many, many years ago told me something similar because I was chewing on the price for a job. And he goes, the price is the one that gets you to show up on set with a joy in your heart and a smile on your face, not the one where you're grinding your teeth thinking you should have gotten more money. <laughs> That's how you know you got the right price. Mm-hmm. And I, that has served me so well over the years. I show up on set. I'm a happy mother, mother you know what? I'm happy to be there. <laughs> I want to shoot. This is going to be a joyful experience for me. And, and that's how I've run my career, you know, the last 35 years. Beautiful. Well, Michael, where can people find your commercial work and uh, perhaps the link to your fine artwork one day? One day. Yeah. The fine artwork. Uh, I don't know yet. I, I, I mean, I, I do know, but I don't want to release it yet because mm-hmm. I'm not sure how quickly I'm going to get up. I'm working on it today, actually, after we're done talking. But cool. I can be found at, on Instagram at Michael E. Stern. And I can be found at my website, buildabetterphotograph.com. And you can find me on Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. And you can find me at Wiseant. You know, I, I really try to help people. Uh, some people are, you realize by the question, they're just being lazy. Because mm-hmm. a Google search would give them an answer. Mm-hmm. But the ones where they really struggle with the money aspect, I try to jump in on that. It's important nice. to know your value. Absolutely. Well, Michael, thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and your stories to getting work to work and really making a difference, You know, at least to me today, to <laughs> understand the value of not being desperate and to really pay attention to what's being said. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Chris. And, and, uh, 
thanks for agreeing to this, not knowing what you were <laughs> going to get into. That's that's what makes it exciting. Well, I and I appreciate you, you're taking it in the spirit in which it's intended. So I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun to hear where people are learning new things about their business and about things like communication and all things entrepreneurship. And I hope that this brings awareness to the different areas in your own life where you can learn from, whether it's engaging with an email scammer or just paying attention with how you're communicating with your clients or just doing something in your life and work that is completely outside of what you would normally do. Pay attention, engage, and learn. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.